Welcome to Apostle Tonemensa's podcast, where we delve deep into the teachings of the Word and explore the ways of the Spirit. If you are a believer hungry for more of God and seeking to grow in your faith, then you are at the right place. Apostle Tonemensa carries the mantle for prayer, intercession and revival that set him apart as the resident minister at the Pentecost International Worship Center, Atomic. He has dedicated his life to helping people connect with God and fulfilling their purpose in life. In this podcast, Apostle Tony Mensah will teach us how to pray with power and walk in the spirit. He will also equip us to be effective witnesses for Christ in our daily lives. So, whether you are a seasoned believer or just starting out on your spiritual journey, get ready to be challenged, inspired and transformed by these powerful teachings. This podcast is your opportunity to discover how you too can be repositioned to make an impact for the kingdom of God. The Lord's Supper. And so in the Church of Pentecost... When Vision 2023 was born, the Lord directed the church that the Sunday before we come to communion will have to be designated as a gospel Sunday. And basically what that means is when you invite a friend, a family member, a neighbor by by where you stay in your community who has not come to the saving knowledge of Christ, you invite such a fellow to God, you bring the person to church, and as the gospel is being preached, the Lord will minister to such a fellow, and the Lord will bring him into his vineyard. Now, I wanted to, I want to show by, I wanted to show by hand. If you are able to invite a colleague to church, just show by hand. If you are able to invite someone to church, just lift, raise your hand up. Don't be shy. It's, it's something I'm interested in. I want to see you by your hand. If you invited somebody up, just give me your hand. Here. Over here. Here. Any hand up? Any hand up here? Among the choir? Any hand up? Okay, so there is no hand up. So, so don't look at your friend. Look at your friend. With all the energy and all the courtesies, look at him or her and tell him that why didn't you invite someone? I want some activity in the house. Don't mind who is sitting by you. This is a direction from God. So ask him or her, why didn't you invite anyone to church today? Praise the Lord. We shall continue to encourage you that on a day like this, you invite someone to church. Because it is a day where we are supposed to invite people we know that if they are to be called by God to glory. They are not making heaven. You see, if we are not able to join the evangelism team for, uh, for outreaches, if we are not able to join the medical team for medical evangelism, then the opportunity for you and I is on a day like this. And so you would realize that you cannot say that I didn't have the opportunity to preach the gospel. If you invite us someone to church and if we preach the gospel and the person gave himself or her life to Christ, it is you who have actually won that person. And so we want to encourage you that next month we're going to take the role, try to bring someone to church. So advise your neighbor, look at your neighbor by you and tell them that for next month, try to invite someone to church. Some of you are just saying it. You are not looking at the person. Look at the person and tell him or her. 
I want, I want to hear you again. Some of you are laughing. No, don't laugh. It's not a laughing matter. Look at him again. Say with all seriousness. And tell the next, the next gospel stand, I'm going to sit by you. And make sure you bring someone. Tell the person. Tell the person. And so what that means that to take the person's number and make sure the next gospel Sunday you locate the person. And then you sit by the person and try to conduct the audits. Amen. Now, before, because today is a gospel Sunday, I just want to take you through, walk you through the gospel. Walk you through it. So let's begin from Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3. Now, Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, has been known as Proto-Evangelion. And Proto-Evangelion, by theologians, is the beginning of the preaching of the gospel by God himself. So, Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, will tell us that the first person to preach the gospel was God himself. And he is the beginning of all things. So, he began preaching the gospel right in the Garden of Eden. And in that garden, he began to speak about the gospel that a son shall be born by way of the seed of the woman. And then the, the, the gospel is an enmity. He laid an enmity between the seed of the woman and the serpent. And so let's, let's read it. Genesis 3, let's begin from verse 14. Try to read a little about it. So the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, curse are you above all livestock and all wild animals. You will crawl on your belly and you will eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hairs. He will crush your head and you he will strike his heel. To the woman he said, I will make your pains in childbearing very severe. With painful labor will you give birth to children. Your desire will be your husband, and he will rule over you. And to Adam he said, Because you listened to your wife and ate the, the, and ate the fruit from the tree about which I commanded you, you must not eat from it. Curse is the ground because of you. Through painful toil, you will eat food from it. All the days of your life. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Luke chapter 24. Luke chapter 24. Luke chapter 24. The last chapter of Luke. The 46th verse. Or from 45. From 45. Luke 24 from 45. Then he opened their minds as they could understand. I mean, so, and he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. He told them, This is what is written The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. And repentance for forgiveness of sins will be preached. In his name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. First John chapter 5. 1 John chapter 5. Verse 9. 
verse 9 to 12. First John. Try to write the scriptures down. Don't come to church and you don't, you don't write anything. Don't come to church and you don't take notes. Try to take some notes so that you can lift up a good apologetics to whoever will challenge your faith. So try to make some notes. Try to get some rima as the word is coming. Catch some rima and scribe your rima down. First John chapter 5 verse 9 to 12. We accept human testimony, but God's testimony is greater because it is the testimony of God which he has given about his son. Verse 10. Whoever believes in the son of God accept this testimony. Whoever does not believe God has made him out to be a liar. Because they have not believed the testimony God has given about his son. And this is the testimony. If you don't mind, let's read the testimony together. Let's read it again. Eternal life. So this is God's testimony. That God has given us eternal life. And this life is in his son. The last verse 12. Whoever has the son has life. Whoever does not have the son of God does not have life. This is straightforward. Can I hear someone say amen? Amen. It's simple. And this is what makes the gospel very simple. The gospel is the testimony that God has given about his son. That there is life in the son. And whoever gives his life to the son has life. So there is no middle way. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. You see, when God created man in his own image... God gave them a plan and a purpose. And God created man with a divine purpose. And it is so wonderful that the moment God formed man and when God crafted man and when God breathed into man his nostrils, the breath of life, And man became a living being, a living soul. When man rose up from the ground, the first word that God told man was that be fruitful and increase. Genesis 1.28 is so wonderful. The Bible said that, and God blessed man and said, be fruitful and increase. So you realize that the purpose of God for mankind was for mankind to be fruitful. You can give it to us, Genesis 1.28. For mankind to be fruitful and increase in number to fill the sphere of society and to subdue and to rule. So God gave five mandates to man to be fruitful, to increase, to fill the earth, to subdue the earth, 
and them to rule. That was the mandate God gave to man. So, when man got up from the sun, the first thing God man had was blessing. Can I hear someone say amen? Can I get another person say a good amen? amen? So, God gave mankind a clear mandate. And that mandate ushered man into a constant fellowship with God. So, man had a fellowship and relationship with God. There was an uninterrupted communion between man and God. And it was a daily affair. To the extent that God could come into the garden in the cool of the day and interact with man. What excites would it be? I long for that fellowship. And man will see God. And man could feel God. And God will see man. And God will take delight in what he had made. And anytime God visited mankind, God will say that be fruitful and increase. Fill the earth. Subdue the earth. Rule over what I have created. Five mandates. Hallelujah. They were naked. They had no shame. They were transparent to each other. They were not ashamed. Everything about them was in the spectacles of Jehovah. God saw everything. The man saw what the woman was naked. The woman saw that man was naked. And there was no evil. There was no shame. That was the mandate of God. That is the presence of God. When you are in the presence of God, there is no shame. There is no hideness. You don't hide yourself. Oh, hallelujah. So God brought mankind into a complete fellowship with God. A communion with God. And then this communion continued for some time. And so you realize that man was living in the purpose of God. They were walking in the purpose of God. That is why Ecclesiastes chapter 12 verse 13 said that for this is the whole duty of man to fear God and to obey his commandment. So they were walking in the fear of the Lord and they were obeying the commandment of God. They were always together and enjoying the presence of God without any hassles. And they live in days and time where the presence of God was not an option. They had no choice about the presence of God. In other words, they, can, they could not choose whether to enjoy the presence of God or not. Their will was submerged in the will of God. So they gave their all to the Most High God. How I pray that the believers of today will come to that place. A place of communion. A place where we subjugate our will for his will. And we cause his will to rupture and ratchet our will into himself. Where the presence of God will not become an option. Where I will not have a choice to come to church today or not. Where I will have not a choice to study the scriptures or not. Where every day I live, I live in his presence. 
Can I get somebody shout a big amen? So this was the original order of things at the beginning. The original order of things. This was what God did at the beginning. And then God issued a rule that of everything here you are privileged to enjoy. But this particular tree, don't. Don't do it. Don't do it. I have, I have I've given you everything in this garden. But of this particular tree, don't do it. Until one day, the enemy came into the garden. You see, when you are reading the scripture, there are certain things that occurred before the Bible was written. You have to understand that certain things happened in eternity before heaven and earth were created. And one of the things that happened was that the enemy fell before heaven and earth were created. He rebelled against God. The war in heaven actually took place before heaven and earth were created. And so when the enemy saw that God has created another being from the dust, Adama, that which is dark, that which is black, that which is not respected. And then the enemy realized that God was always going down there. And having interaction with God. And these men, made from dust, flesh and blood, they were enjoying the attention of the ancient of days. The enemy said, no way. I will go there and mess them up. So the enemy came and said, has God told you not to eat this? Of all the things in the garden, the enemy was not interested in any of them. The only one that God has ordered man not to touch. The enemy said, oh, God knows that the day you touch it, you become like God. You know good from evil. And the Bible said that it was pleasant in the sight of the woman. When the man was with her, some people say that's the woman who sinned. It wasn't the woman. The man was with her. And the woman saw. You see, women see things. And when they saw, when she saw, she realized that I've got to make a change. And so she took the fruit, ate it. When she ate it, man did not sin. When the woman ate it, the human race had not been contaminated. But it was when she gave to Adam, and Adam ate it, that was when mankind sinned. So take note. When the woman ate the fruit, mankind did not sin because the woman doesn't have the seed. It was the man who was having the nature of God, who was having the seed of God. The man was to hand over the seed to the woman. So when the woman sinned, mankind had not sinned. The woman race was intact until man ate it. Then the whole story changed. And beloved, in Genesis chapter 3 verse 8, it gives us Genesis 3, 6 down. The Bible said that the moment they did that, their life changed. And it has continued to change up to today. The moment they ate it, the Bible said that their eyes were open and they saw that they were naked. But this was people who had been with God from the beginning. They have been naked from day one, but they never had an idea 
But when sin entered their body, they saw that they were naked and they became shy of God. And so the Bible said that they went and, and got fig trees, fig leaves, and they covered their nakedness and their shame. And then when God came down to visit them, they hid in the garden. And so clearly that tells you that there have been an alienation. So man was thrown away from God because of our sins. And when Adam sinned, it was not only Adam who sinned, but the human race was sent, has sinned. Praise the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, talk to me, church. Hallelujah. They were hiding from the one that they have had fellowship with, communion with, all their lives. And that is why there are so many of you, there are people who are in Christ. They are hiding from God because they are always living in sin. They are always hiding from God. When they come to church, everything that we do on the platform is an insult to them. They are hiding from God. They have covered themselves with fig leaves. When the choir sings and they are laughing, it's against them. When the, the, our mothers are giving the Lord a Holy Ghost down, they are against them. Everything that happens in the church, they have issues with. They are hiding their nakedness with fig leaves. May the Lord help us. They were hiding from the one they have had fellowships with all the days of their lives. So what happened? But today, if you are watching us, if you are listening to me right now, I want you to understand that don't cover your nakedness. Don't cover the fellowship you have with God. Let it stay. And come to him just as you are. And he shall accept you. Lift your hands and shout a big amen. amen. And the result of the sin that Adam and Eve committed brought two things. One, there was an immediate consequences. And two, there was a future consequence. Immediate one was that they were banished from the presence of God. The woman had difficulty in childbirth. And then the work that they were doing out of joy, the work that they were doing because of the lack for the joy, I mean because of the joy of the work, become a job that they hated. Because God told the man that the girl is cursed because of you. So God never cursed man. That is why you don't have to pray to curse your enemies. It's not scriptural. Because God did not curse man. But God cursed the ground. And that is why some of you are enjoying your work. You are working but you hate it. It's because of that. So that was the immediate consequence. And then the future consequence was physical death. Physical death. The reason why we live and we die was because of that. So sin kills. Whether you like it or not. Any soul that sinned shall die. So if you are here and you are joking with your Christian life. 
if you are here and you have never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, maybe you need to rededicate your life to God. Don't let this day pass. Because one of these days is going to come. Hallelujah. And again, because of the sin of Adam and Eve, every person born by a woman is born deprived of the, of the presence of God and became, becomes depraved. Deprived nature. Your nature becomes a deprived, a depraved nature. And then you are deprived of the presence of God. You lack the communion with God. That is why you realize that in most communities, in most villages and in our towns, when children are born, as the child begins to learn how to speak, they learn insults first. Because before they learn blessing, they learn how to insult. Because the only thing they hear their mother say, of all the good ones, they will not say any of them. It's the evil one that they do. It's innate. Man's deprived nature. Nipa sayya wase. It is because of that. So we become deprived of the present, the communion with God, and our nature becomes a deprived nature. Praise the Lord. That is why we need Jesus Christ. That is why God has given us his only begotten son. That whoever gives himself to Jesus shall be saved. I didn't hear a good amen. amen. Romans chapter 5 verse 12 to 14. Romans 5, 12 to 14. Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man, and death through sin. And in this way, death came to all people because all sinned. To be sure, he's explaining it. Sin was in the world before the law was given. And I hope you understand that. The, the giver of the law was Moses. But before Moses came, sin was there. To be sure, sin was in the world before the law was given. But sin is not charged against anyone's account until there is a law. Or because there was no law, sin was not charged to all those who sinned. Verse 14. Nevertheless, death reigned from the time of Adam to the time of Moses. Even over those who did not sin by breaking a command just as Adam did. Who is a pattern of the one to come. Now what the scripture means is that the law was given so that when you sin it will be counted against you. And that the result of sin is that the Bible says that the soul that sin is dead. Romans 3.23 says that for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So today if you hear his voice don't harden your hearts as it was in the days of rebellion. When you hear his heart don't harden your hearts when you hear his word. But he's saying that Adam is a pattern of the one who is to come. Then that is Jesus Christ. The son of the living God. Sin separates us from God. And sin is a reproach to any people. And God cannot ignore sin. So if you are here and you are living in sin, 
you must not live in sin. Anytime you realize that your, your life is about to cause you to live in sin, run away, forsake your ways, and cleave to the cross. Pray for forgiveness. And because God will never ignore sin, that is why Jesus had to come to pay the ultimate price for our sin. Because the soul that sinners must die, Jesus had to die. So Jesus was not just killed by the Praetorian soldiers. He was not just crucified by the Roman soldiers. But as he hung on the cross, what accelerated his death was not the piercing of his hands. And when they nailed him to the intermetatarsal space of his foot, it wasn't the case. But what actually caused him to die quicker was our sins. Because on the cross, he was not the son, on the cross, he was the son of God who carries the sins of the world. So on the cross, he was the most sinful person on earth. But the Bible makes it clear that he had no sin. He never sinned because of you and I. Because if he had sinned, there would have been sin in his blood. And so he could not die and use his blood to pacify for you and I. You see, when if you go to a fetish priest or a fetish priestess, and you want to make a sacrifice for some wrong that you have committed, they will tell you to go and bring a white cow or a white sheep or a black one. And then they will use that animal to pacify for what you have done. Now, the reason why they can do that and that mistake will be corrected was the, is that the animal had nothing to do with what you have done. The animal becomes innocent of what you have done. Because an animal com cannot commit a sin that you and I have committed. So in the Old Testament, he was the lamp that they used for the Paschal festival, the Passover. And the high priest will, the, 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 the family will bring the, they'll bring the sheep and they will lay their hands on the hairs of the sheep and they will confess all their sins and prophetically transfer their sins to that animal, innocent animal. And they will carry it to the outer court. And the Levitical priests will sacrifice the animal. Then when the animal is sacrificed, the high priest will take component of his blood, of this blood, and send it to the, in, in the, into, to the Holy of Holies. And the blood of that innocent animal will speak for the Israelites. But in the New Testament, it is not animals. It was a person. Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Today, if you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. If you hear his voice, and you are living in sin, come for rededication. Get close to him. And he will save you. Amen. So in Luke chapter 24 verse 46. Jesus was saying. was telling them. He told them. This is what is written. The Messiah will suffer. And rise from the dead. On the third day. So that repentance. And remission of sin. Shall be preached in his name. Beginning at Jerusalem. And in all the world. Praise the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. So when Jesus cried on the cross that it is finished, 
It means that he has paid the ultimate price. I don't need to live my life the way I want it. I don't, must not have a choice. I must not have a choice as to when to pray and when not to pray. I must not become a religious and a philosopher. A Christian who is so philosophical. I must not need to challenge God. I must not need to doubt my salvation. I must not need to live my life as if I have no hope. The Bible, Paul said, if in this life we live our life as those who have no hope, then it means that Christ died for nothing. I must not live my life anyhow. I live my life in expectation of the second coming of God, of Christ. The son of the living God who gave himself as a ransom for us and took away our sins and nailed them to the cross. Whoever calls upon him shall be saved. Romans 5, 8 says, God demonstrated his love in this way. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. Shall we rise to our feet? While we were so sinners, Christ died for you and I. Now look at your friend and tell him how he died for you and myself. Then he died for you and I. Next gospel Sunday, bring someone to church. Can I hear someone say amen? amen? Lift your right hand up. If you need rededication, I want you to open up your spirit. If you have to rededicate your life to God, you will know that your life is becoming a mess. You are losing control of your life. You are losing control of your emotions. You are losing control of your mind. Your mind thinks about anything evil is in your mind. You come to church and dress nicely. Nobody see what is happening, but you know that it is not well. Jesus died for you. He was nailed on the cross of Calvary. He took our sins and nailed it to the tree. For it is written that curse is anyone who is hung on the tree. The Bible says that for it is appointed unto man to die once. And after that there is judgment. Everyone will die once. And after that there is judgment. So, yeah, yeah. so when we come to Anna Ebokwa, you are asking your neighbor. So you turn to your neighbor and ask him. Anna Ebokwa. Hallelujah. Then you go to another. It's a question. Hallelujah. Then when we finish, so I want to see that activity. Don't be so diplomatic. Don't be diplomatic. Hallelujah. All over the building. Do it.
you hear our voice you have not given your life to Christ the consequences still remains the consequences we have immediate consequence of the sin of mankind and the future consequence of the sin of mankind the immediate consequence is separation from God so if you have not given your life to Jesus you are separated from God you are the creature of God but you are not a son of God you are not a child of God until you are translated from a creature to a son God doesn't know you and the future consequences that death awaits us all physical death awaits you and I but the most dangerous one is the spiritual death when you die the second death this morning the Lord wants to take you from it and the only way for you to do that is to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior who will give himself to Christ this morning who will say that pastor I have had enough I have been through everything so but it has all come to naught I want to surrender my life on our social media handles if you want to give your life to Christ I want you to pray this prayer with me I want you to say it after me right in this auditorium if you need rededication of life don't be shy walk and come here let the elders lay hands on you and believe God for a turnaround in your life every sin that has taken you as a captive that chain is going to be broken don't be shy just walk in front here and let's stretch hands upon you and pray and break every chain of sin everything that easily entangles you and take away your life it will just drag you into death and drag you into eternal separation from God you cannot come to this house and then have an eternal separation from God don't be shy just walk forward you are a child of God alright but there is a certain thing that must be broken in your life come let's stretch our holy hands at you and pray to God and believe God that whatever is keeping you captive Hebrews said that stand forth in the liberty wherewith Christ has set you free and do not be entangled again with the bondage of this life every bondage will be lifted every bondage shall be broken if you know that you are walking in a particular sin if you know that this sin always brings you back and it makes you question the authenticity of your right as a child of God don't wait, come stretch, lift your right hand if you are giving your life to Christ before we pray for these ones want to minister to you the sinner's prayer say it wherever you are, don't be shy and give your life to Christ so wherever you are on our social media if you want to give your life to Christ pray this prayer after me dear Lord Jesus I believe that you died for my sins and I believe that you resurrected on the third day for my justification and so this morning I accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior help me God let me worship you and be faithful to you all the days of my life in Jesus mighty name shall we all shout a big amen now if you pray this prayer with me wherever you are you have become the child of God now God has tried, it's very simple God has translated you from his creature To his child, his son And what I want to advise you Is that find a Bible believing church Around your locality and go If you are living around Accra 
come to PRWC Atomic, the city on the hill where Jesus lives. And here we are packaging people and make them holy and righteous and presenting them to God without stain, wrinkle, or any other blemish. So when you come here, your life will never be the same. Amen. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Apostle Tony Mensah's podcast. We hope that the teachings and insights shared have been a blessing to you and have inspired you to draw closer to God as well as live out your purpose in life. Remember that the end times are upon us and it is more important now more than ever to be grounded in the word, connected to the spirit and actively engaged in the work of the kingdom. As Apostle Tony Mensah has taught us, prayer is our greatest weapon and the Holy Spirit is our guide. We encourage you to take these teachings to heart and apply them in your daily life seeking God's wisdom and direction in all that you do if you have any questions or prayer requests please don't hesitate to reach out to us thank you once again for listening to Apostle Tony Mensah's podcast we look forward to sharing more powerful teachings with you in the future subscribe so you don't miss out on future messages may God bless you and keep you and may his spirit continue to lead you into all truths hallelujah amen and amen